1: I want to tell you what I talk to the lads about every day. What it means to be part of our family. A strong family. (laughs) First, there is the non negotiables. (laughs) Respect, humility, belief. And it's okay to get angry, to raise our voices as long as it comes from the right place. And even though family can hurt us like nobody else, remember, they are the ones who raise us up. When people come to our house, try to divide us because they know our family and what our shirt means.
2: But us for life, but us for life.
1: Let them know we can't be divided. And it will take all of us. Together. Because we know where we belong. So when the challenges come, you will tell them This is family. This is
0: family. This is family. This
1: is family. This This is is awesome.
0: Hello, welcome back to... the season two of From Dal Square to Where. Who would have thunk it, eh? Making it to second season. I'm glad to be back, and I'm very, very glad that you're here with me as well, Melvin. How are you?
2: Very, very happy. Not a bad weekend actually at the moment. Can only get no. worse, but it won't do it. It'll get even better.
0: Exactly, exactly. Well, it's very, very hard not to be um, well, quite excited really about what's going on at the moment at Arsenal. And, uh, yeah, a couple of very good debuts yesterday, which we'll come on to. Um, but, yeah, I was l- lucky enough to go to the uh, the Emirates Stadium tour yesterday. And when I booked it earlier on in the week, which was a bit of a last-minute, uh, in- instantaneous sort of thing, because I saw that you can take kids free, and I thought, oh, it would been a nice thing to do. And I forgot we were the early kick-off, so I was there whilst the match was going on. I was keeping in touch with it and I've seen an awful lot of the uh, the highlights and uh, everything like that, but I didn't see the match from start to finish, so maybe you can fill in a few of the gaps, Melvin. But from what I've seen, an extremely good performance from start to finish, really. Um, I want to talk to you initially about um, Gabrielle, because I'm very excited about the, that signing and... Uh, Considering it was his first match for us, his first game in six months, I thought he was outstanding. What about you?
2: Yeah, f- fantastic. He a little bit of a muck-up in the first couple of minutes with our goalkeeper and that made the Nulls put in a back pass in and it didn't quite go fast enough. A bit of a muck-up. But after that, he just grew and grew. And what I liked about and like you say, he hasn't played for six months. He's playing a new team in a new country in not a position he's used to. He was playing in the middle of a three, which normally plays mm. on the left of a two. So, unbelievable. And also, what I like about him, I've seen a bit of him on YouTube. I've noticed that he's very good at getting the ball on a one-to-one with a forward. He gets the ball off yeah. every time. He's got very fast feet. And I thought, well, is it just a fluke off? He did it again yesterday. He did it two or three times. And the forwards will get very frustrated with him.
0: because he yeah, just doesn't. he's very strong. Past. Oh, he's yeah. Strong as well.
2: Strong as an ox. And he don't mind pinging the ball either. If he has to ping it, he will do
0: I'll tell you what, I, I know one thing I noticed, um, it was, I think it was a, sort of about midway through the first half, he, he absolutely threaded through this ball through the eye of a needle in a really mm. tight situation. It's fantastic, absolutely brilliant pass as well. And um, yeah, I, I, I just, uh, I mean, that was his first game. I mean, goodness knows how, what he's going to be like when he's really settled in. So yeah, the, excellent start from him. And the other one, Willian. I think, wow, you know, if, if anyone's still wondering why we signed him, I think uh, that sort of answered a lot of questions to me. Uh, he was so lively, um, made, himself, made himself a real nuisance. And the way he finds space, I thought, very impressive again. You know, what did you think about his performance?
2: Well, we know he's got it in him. We know that. There's no doubt about that. And what I like about a player like him is that he can do so much in very small spaces. Mm. He doesn't need to to kick a ball 20 yards and run after it. He can twist and turn. He can use both feet and he can see a pass and he can go past players. Now, once a midfielder or forward goes past the player, then all of a sudden the defence are on the back foot and you've got half a chance. It's no passing sideways and all that. He's very direct. He sees the game. He's got great energy. Forget his age. He's got great energy. And it's a no, no. It's a no. It's unbelievable. I mean, you know, like I said before to somebody, did we pay too much for him
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly you know I, I just think that it was instant easily um a, a loss to Chelsea because they definitely wanted to keep him they well they did the same as what we were always doing, never giving a uh, an over thirty year old more than one year extension to a contract. They broke that um and offered him a two year contract and that says everything to me because he was their best player statistically last year and he like you said he just does not play or have the body or physicality of someone his age he could quite easily pass for sort of someone like 26 27 in his prime and uh if we can get a couple of good years out of him which i think we undoubtedly will it's a great signing i think personally
2: you know he's you know, I was very, very happy when when we got him, and, and I just think it adds another dimension to our play. It really does. Can I just say hello to Carol, please?
0: Yeah, so, yeah. I'm just saying hello to Carol as well. Yeah. Typing it out as we speak. Hello, Carol. Thanks for joining <laughs> us, and Winston. And very and Winston um, delighted you both with us as well. Um, any questions that you've got, just stick them in there, and we'll see if we can answer them on, on the way I, through. I think I think Andrew, why
2: Chelsea probably didn't give him a great contract and keep him is that I think that probably uh, Lampard wanted to get rid of a few players, put his own identity on the team and get some new guys coming through. The ones I've signed, evidently, are fantastic. So I thought, so perhaps he thought, you know what, we can afford to get rid of um, him, just, you know, make a space there and otherwise we're overloaded. So listen, they made that decision. It's to our advantage.
0: Absolutely. They lost our game. I'm I'm very happy with that. But it just strikes me, I was just mentioning this before we went live that the players, they're just all so comfortable it seems at the moment on the pitch. It's just, you know, that everyone, everyone is ready and available and willing to take the ball at any situation and they're comfortable. And I'm absolutely thrilled with the way that um, Mohamed Neni is playing at the moment. I saw someone on Twitter yesterday and I commented on it. They put some of their own play ratings up. Everyone was at least a seven. Um, and they gave him a five, and I thought, I mean, "Come on, you know, some people have just got preconceived ideas about exactly. plays and just do not see the actual performance with their eyes." I thought he was amazing. I thought he, he, he had what a great game. Today? He didn't make
2: a mistake. He's improved, or I have all knowledge. I mean, that as you say, that number that five rating was given before the match, I reckon. But um, I think that uh, with him, have you noticed that now he gets the ball and he wants to play it forward? He never did that before. Never mentioned that. And it's to do with confidence. And that's what it's to do with. All of our first touches now, we actually like footballers, first touch is brilliant, then we move on. It used to be three touches to get it under control. And by that time, you're finished. Someone's on you, or you actually do lose control because you just can't control the ball. But now it's so different. Everyone gets the ball. They seem to be facing the right way. They seem to know exactly what they do when they get the ball, where they're going to look. Give it after a second, give a pass, or hold it and then give a pass, or try a little run. It's so different the mindset. It's all to do with the mind. That's
0: what it is. Absolutely, they're playing on their toes. And what I mean by that is they're just not flat-footed. They get the ball, lay it off. They're always on the move. Then to get the ball back if needed, they're always finding the space and they're always moving constantly, so that the person on the ball has always got many options to to choose from. And that's really evident.
2: I don't know if you remember, Andrew, the great Liverpool, one of the great Liverpool teams that went on for about five years. Their situation was when they had the ball, he had two or three, they had two or three options. Mm. Whereas go back a year when one of our players had the ball, they had no options.
0: Exactly. And that is that was um, why a lot of people were down on Danny Sabayos at the early part of last year. Because I remember he had a bad game against Liverpool, I think it was, and everyone said he's, he's, he's rubbish, he's no good for Arsenal. And I said at the time, I was arguing his case, saying every time... Because at the time, he played in four or five different position, positions on the pitch under Unai Emery. And uh, he got, he made a bad mistake. I don't know if you remember it against Liverpool. He, he actually got cornered. There was no options, and he, he played the ball out, and it, it went to a Liverpool player... And I don't think it ended up in the goal, but it was uh, not far off. And he was just getting slated. And exactly what you just said, he, there was no one making themselves available. No one wanted the ball. They had no confidence in the team. And we were just being outplayed, obviously. The change is just uh, unbelievable, fantastic to see. And I think everyone on the pitch yesterday, there could be no one that got less than a seven, seven between seven and an eight. Yeah. I think everyone played brilliantly.
2: Well, well, like I say, you know, I do actually uh, mark a player before a match, only one player, and that's Tierney. I give him an 8 out of 10 every game, that's <laughs> what he gives Yeah, Consistent yeah, I love the guy. I mean, and also, yesterday, you didn't see the game, but on parts of the game, all of a sudden, the commentator didn't mention it, all of a sudden, he'd go and he'd challenge someone, win a, win a ball... And it wasn't on mm. on the side on the wing, so you didn't know it was him. It was something you know moved into the middle, spotted a bit of danger, got in, taken the ball, passed it quickly. Then the commentator caught up and was talking about the player with the ball. And yes. so many times he did yes. that yesterday. And he just covers people. He's got the one of them. He, he knocks someone into the into the nearly into the stand. Did a tackle, mm. fair tackle, but he's got that that tenacity about him that we haven't seen for years.
0: No, I love him, and he rubs off on everyone else as well. His enthusiasm. As well, I think it's fantastic. Uh Winston says so many were down on William signing, but I hope he's made them change their minds. I'm sure well if they ha- if they haven't, Winston, then it's purely, you know, <laughs> an anti Chelsea bias or just due to his age or whatever. But I-, I think that his performance yesterday in his debut, two assists, plus he hit the post with that brilliant free kick. Um, yeah, I mean that'd be stupid if they hadn't changed their minds. Carol, I think that also Mikel lets the other coaches have input, which Arsene Wenger didn't. Yeah, very good point. Do you know what? I think if this the um, appointment of the uh, set-piece coach as well, just as something simple as... Because we, we let in about 16 goals from set-pieces last season, which I think was one of the worst in the league. Just so we can, I don't know, cut down that by a third... And the difference that would make points-wise from turning some of those draws that we had last season into wins. And conversely, if we can score a few more from set pieces, have a few more ideas, I mean, that could be the difference between, you know, three or four places up the league. Just, just by letting a few in, scoring a few more. And I, think, I mean, think he's just doing things the right way, isn't he, Mikel? Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I I think that's right. I mean, you think about it. Last year, we finished 10 points behind Chelsea. And we had a horrible, horrible season. We had like it was I felt we were gonna go down at one stage and I felt mm. very miserable. We couldn't mm. buy a win, right? And you think we should have, could have beaten Chelsea at home. That was a yeah. six-pointer, like every game is. We'd have been only four behind them. And that's with a horrible season. So we're not that far away. And now mm. our we be if we're more efficient on corners, free kicks on both sides of the equation. That, that's easy, four points. That could
0: be six, eight, ten points. Easy. Yeah, yeah. Now, I know there's the massive elephant in the room with regards to Abamyang in his contract. And every week, consistently, uh, Mikhail is saying he's very, very confident that he's going to sign. It'll be sorted. But I think yesterday was the most confident he's been so far. And if he signs, which... <laughs> we've got to all be so confident about because I don't think he would show his hand, especially how intelligent Mikel Arteta is. I don't think he would show his hand that much if it weren't going to happen. But seriously, that's going to be our best signing of the summer (laughs) because, again, the guy is a freak of nature. He is actually getting better, in my opinion.
2: Yes, um, it's funny you say that. I agree with that. It's It's weird, isn't it? He had, yeah. he's, he's, I think what he's done, Andrew, he's grown into that new position.
0: Yeah. When he he's went absolutely. out
2: there first, he, it was a bit of hit and miss. I didn't like him out there. I was dead against him. I mean, what are they doing? What's he doing that for? I it's don't see the advantage. Of that. Especially we had Martinelli on the left. We had Saka on the left. You know, people that are, could really cross the ball. We've got this guy. Yeah. He can't cross the ball. But boy, does he produce.
0: Oh, and he looks happier
2: man. there as well. And someone made a very good point today. I read a good article today. If he'd play in Lacazette's position, he'd be kicked all over the place. Yeah. yeah so he I'm would, happy he get this now. Place. Delighted he is where he is.
0: Oh, mate, honestly. And do you know what? When The, the actual overall plan, I, as I see it, that Mikel wants, is for, obviously, Kieran Tierney to be the left wing-back. And yeah. so what? that's why he bought Gabriel. That's why he bought Pablo-Marie. So, so that one of those two can play at the left of the back three or obviously the left of the back four eventually. And if you can imagine that Kieran Tierney actually overlapping and doing that wide work and doing this sort of the crossing that Abamyang doesn't want to do, but Abamyang is linking up with Kieran Tierney, it's going to be thrilling. <laughs> it really is. Because at the moment, it, it, Kieran Tierney is doing a lot of that, but it's not his main role. When he can only concentrate on that, and he hasn't got to worry about dropping into the back four or back five, then it's going to go only get even better with Aubameyang where he is. Oh yeah, but
2: one, I'm a bit. What is a bit strange at the moment? Where? I mean, I know players are going to be changed anyway in the next couple of months as the season goes uh, goes on. Where's Saka going to play?
0: Well, I think Saka's going to be one of the, one of the mid-three or three long-term, personally. All oh, right. right. What about this That's season?
2: Do you think he'll, he'll, he'll play a lot of games this year? I
0: don't Oh, I think I mainly... He, well, mainly he's going to play in all the cup games. Bar not, I think he'll play in all of the cup games. And there's a lot of those, don't forget. And I think he's just going to be introduced um, into the Premier League with maybe... He's going to start a few games, but I think mainly he'll come on maybe 20, 30 minutes to go. Um, so you're still going to get a lot of games, I think, this season. But don't think we have got some people that are going to be moving out of the club, undoubtedly. And we're going to be making more changes. And do you know what? There's going to be a lot of players available uh, in January because a lot of people are going mad about, you know, they getting players in now before October. And for example, um, what's his name? Uh, blah 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 blah. I think I'm getting old. My brain, my brain can't work sometimes. when I'm trying to remember to play his names. The guy from, um, uh, what, Bayern Celtic? Munich. The guy from Bayern Munich. The um, what did he came from Barcelona? Yes. The Liverpool player. Yes. yes. No. Who the Liverpool. The the connect. Liverpool's connected to. Um played right, for me. No, 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 no. Liverpool are very strongly linked with him. Thiago. Thiago. Oh, Thiago. Thiago. And
2: I'm a 29 yeah. year old. Sorry. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Just an example. His his contract runs out next summer, you know, and everyone's going mad that I've oh, got to get him twenty nine million. He's available for. Well, don't forget, it's, uh, the the transfer window is going to finish in October this this year, this summer. <clears throat> it's only a few short weeks till January, and then and he can actually sign for free, uh, sign a pre contract agreement for free in January with yeah. anyone. Same as Messi. Messi can as well so i think it's good there's a lot of players in that sort of situation as well and i think there could be a lot of business done this january uh transfer window whereby um because of the the tight you know financial situation most clubs are in i think that's going to happen a lot um anyway sorry
2: andrews interrupt go on on. on. with this virus going out going around the, the transfer market hasn't changed there's a lot of money being paid still I thought there would be halved of some of these valuations, but I haven't.
0: Um, I think I think some of them have, but not to the extent we were all expecting. But I think, yeah. it's, again, and I predicted this, and I don't want to, you know, blow my own trumpet, but I, I did predict it. that It will only take some of the big spending clubs to make one or two big signings, and everyone will feel like they have to be playing catch-up. And it, that's the way it happened. And the play—I mean, obviously, it's all skewed whiffed by Chelsea this summer. Yeah. Um, you know, they're the ones that are making the the, the big money signings. Um, a lot of the other ones, I don't mean some of the money that we are allegedly going to get from some of the outgoings that we've got is not going to be, you know, anywhere near what we think that they're worth. But it brings us on to Martin Martinez. Which uh, today looks like it's actually been confirmed and completed that he's left the club for twenty million to Aston Villa, and I can't say that I'm not absolutely gutted about it. But it's going to be a means to an end because it's going to lead to us being able to add to our midfield again, and um, we have to we have to sort of think logically, and I, I I do try and think with common sense and logic whenever in everything I say, and well, if you put yourself six months ago that we could actually sell emmy martinez for 20 million pounds no one would have believed it in a million years when leno was out no one really thought that that highly of emmy at the time no one did they thought he he was a good goalkeeper but was he worth 20 million quid six months ago however i know i know things have changed since but at the end of the day we've we've, we're going to have to make some tough tough decisions in order to move forward. And if he could get by by selling him, which we can because we've got Leno. And Leno's a quality, quality goalkeeper. Then it's, I suppose we have to bite the bullet, unfortunately. We can't keep
2: everybody, Andrew, can we? I'm very upset you went. Listen, I'm oh, not a yeah. manager. And there's a reason I'm not a manager. I'm not good enough. But if I was manager of the Arsenal, I'd have kept Martin Smith and sold Leno. Because I think you might have got more for Leno. That's number oh, one.
0: Exactly the same, if I'm honest. But at the end of the day, we we haven't had any offers for Leno. And... Oh, because he hasn't been up for sale, has he? Well, I think, I think to be honest with you though, Melvin, I think pretty much everyone's up for sale. Yeah, apart from a, a bare few, maybe five or six players who would not sell under any circumstances. I think the rest of the squad would have been up for sale. Um, you know, I, I I genuinely believe that. Um, There's players like Martinelli, Saka, um, Abamyang, obviously, you know, and and a few more. But I think would have accepted offers for anyone. Yeah, really. Yeah. If 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 you're truthful. Um. But what? Uh, Putting uh, a just put in. Do you know anything about the Icelandic keeper we're supposed to be buying? I don't think we. Uh, to be honest, I don't know whether anyone else has uh, heard because I've been chatting on Twitter with, with uh, someone, I'm sorry, I forgot the, the person's name, about um, whether we need to buy another keeper. And we brought in this, uh, another one of the coaches, that coach goalkeeping coach from Brentford. Now, yeah. I've done it with you. Do you listen to the Ask blog, Ask, AskCast? At, yeah, it was time? brilliant. Well, a few weeks ago, do you mm-hmm. remember James um, talking about this goalkeeping coach and how strict he is and how good... Good yeah. he, is. he actually said as well that he, this new goalkeeping coach actually in the past has refused to work with some goalkeepers who haven't got the right attitude or ability. He, he says no, I won't work with them, they're not good enough. And this and this guy is clearly improved our goalkeepers in a short space of time already, you can tell. But he also rates Matt Macy. And Matt Macy isn't a, a wet behind the ears youngster, he's in his early twenties now. I just think we should, uh, at the moment, maybe just run with Matt Mosey until maybe next summer at the late, and just see how he goes in the in the cup competitions. Just give him an opportunity, because we need to strengthen elsewhere, as we all know. We desperately need to get these midfielders in. And If we're only going to get 20 million, which we have done from Martinez, I wouldn't want to spend half of that on another goalkeeper. But the rumour you know, is
2: to...
0: that, that we're the after. Keeper,
2: the exactly, for 10 million.
0: I know, but that... that I know, what you're just, saying, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying that is the strong rule. I, I, I'm just thinking it's a bit of a risk. I know that. But personally speaking, I wouldn't replace Emmy right now. I'll, I would try and get through at least till January, maybe. Maybe review it in January because between now and then, we would have had quite a few cup games to play. And maybe we would have seen uh, Matt Macy... You know, um, it's, a very,
2: it's a very thin dividing line. If uh, Matt Macy plays in, say, the end of this month, because the window closes at the beginning of October, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. third or fourth or something like that. So he plays one game and you can't make your mind up. And then he plays after October and he's not the ticket. You are in a bit of a mess here if our Goldie does get injured again then up. It's a very, very big risk to take, Andrew. It, it is.
0: Uh, it is. But what are you going to do with 10 million quid? It's not going to go anywhere, is it? If we have to spend... This is what I mean about...
2: Well, they're not I spending. Just, I, I, just, get, I just... Get someone on loan or someone that's a very experienced goalkeeper. the yeah, potentially. To someone if like can... what?
0: Yeah, yeah. Someone that's
2: like that point, on loan. Costs, that is the way to do it.
0: Possibly, yeah. we we'll see. Because you can't get a fantastic
2: no. goalkeeper, because a fantastic goalie don't want to be number two, as proven with exactly.
0: Martin. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So potentially that's the way to go forward. But I'm I just feel that it'd be stupid to get rid of Emmy. Which, to be honest, I think a lot of it was down to Emmy. Let's face it. Yeah. yeah. He wanted to be. He wanted to go. But um, I don't know. I, I just feel it'd be a bit of a waste to. When money's so tight to go and buy another another goalkeeper. And, and do you think that if we sell Bellerin as well? I, I personally I'd be quite happy to to have Maitland Niles with Cedric as a backup. But a lot of people are saying if we sold Bellerin we'd have to go and get another right back. No, we wouldn't. I, I don't think I what agree you with that. No, I do got think
2: right backs.
0: No way.
2: No way. No, no, we don't need to buy anyone else. No, no, and no, so we no, can pocket exactly. quite a lot of money from Bellerin, and he did play quite I, well yesterday, actually. But I, then I, again, have, I, I don't want to
0: say we can't no, keep exactly. everybody exactly. We cannot keep I, everybody. He, he's another one I really wouldn't not want to go get rid of, and it tells you that the clubs that are in, in for him, um, you know, uh, Juventus, PSG, Barcelona. I think he. I think it's Atletico as well, most likely. Yeah. Look at all those. The quality of those clubs that are in for him. It does tell you something about the quality of player. Um. So anyway, he might have to be one that uh, is another one that we don't want to let go, but end up selling as well.
2: I, I think Torreira might be one that will go. I think he might go because I think we've got enough there now. Especially if we're going to buy someone else there.
0: That's annoying though, isn't it? Because uh, they're only rumoured, I think it's Torino and Fiorentina, and on only rumoured yeah. to have, to go on loan. An, an 8 million loan fee. What's the point of that? An 8 million loan fee with an option, well, uh, an obligation, sorry, to buy next summer for, I think it was 18. So it's a total of 26, but we need the money now. And that is the, uh, that is the reason why we can't get Partey from Atletico, because they need the money now. They, it's no good to them um, to have uh, sporadic payments. They need, you know, because they're, they're in such uh, financial difficulty over in Spain.
2: It's easy for <sighs> me to sit here and say this, right? But yeah. if we think we can get money for Torreira, medium to long, uh, short to long, medium term, and we can get in out, and we can do this and we can do that, we could perhaps sell somebody else one of the centre-halves. The favourite moments ago would be Chambers. Because I don't think holding is going anywhere, right? It would be no. Chambers. All this money, we haven't got it now, but we are going to get it. It would be nice if our owner would go, you know what? There's <laughs> 65, 70 million in the kitty I'm going to give you. I want every penny back. But buy Partey, put a deposit down to ABC. And then by January, I want that money back for up a Crook. You've got yeah, to let people exactly. go. That way, right. there's no pressure on us as much. And once that's known, that we no one will let them know the details because because it's, we're a private company now. But once we say we don't have to sell any players at the moment, which is a white lie, we do have to sell them, but not necessarily now, all of a sudden you might get your 25s and 30s with players you're only going to get 15 on loans for.
0: That's exactly what I've been thinking. Yeah, you you've took the words out of my mouth, Melvin. Exactly what I've been thinking whether that can happen or not. I think it might have done by now, but we'll have to wait and see. But if any, if the time to buy people is, well, the time to buy people is now, I'd say, uh, it's just the buyer's market. We all know that. Yeah. And if we can go, you know, I think we could, I genuinely think we would get our art and parte if we just, could get access to that money and i think a short-term loan by the owner is not exactly a lot to ask at the in this situation
2: with all due respect to him andrew it's marks on paper it's not exactly it doesn't mean he he can't pay for food on his so you know he can't uh, pay the mortgage next month
0: it's basically (laughs) i don't think he'll be struggling no no it's
2: it's it's marks on paper it's just a couple of figures that's gone off of it and that's all it is so that that would get the fans behind him as well because let's face it we've knocked him we've knocked the ball, and rightly so over the past few years or longer than that but they've got our in yeah so we've got to, we've got to give him a big tick for
0: that well let's have a quick word about that video for the the launch of this kit oh my god Oh my oh, god it brought oh, I'm not oh, even, I'm not even being funny oh. I thought it, it literally brought a lump to my throat yeah it was, I yeah, thought,
2: mate.
0: Yeah, yeah I, wa- I nice. wanted to stand I wanted to stand up and like the, national, the American national anthem put the arm across <laughs> and, You know what it, uh, Winston Churchill oh. pff, eat your heart out mate it, you know that that was just was, rousing and I, I can't get day enough day. of it I can't Yeah Adida, I mean Ad, you cannot knock Adidas for their advertising it's just amazing and, uh, yeah, one of the best I've seen. But don't doubt. you think
2: it was so good, but don't you think it wouldn't have been quite the same if
0: Arteta wasn't our manager? Oh, no, 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 no. Arteta they matches, actually mate, played like, it
2: perfectly. They played, incredible. It, they played to his strengths and the player's strength. It was fantastic. Incredible. Absolutely That's, fantastic.
0: It, I mean, it, yeah, I, I just think it, it, it just makes you so proud. I mean, it literally made me so proud. <laughs> of Arsenal just like everything. About it. Back, it? Yeah, I know. Incredible. Uh I'm just gonna catch up on a couple of these comments because uh there's some good ones going in. Carol, where was Nelson at the weekend? I think Nelson I've I've read and I'm under I'm under the impression, which is a shame, that he might be going out on loan with and it's also mentioned Nketiah and the worst one of all for me, Emil Smith Rowe are uh, all being linked to. He's Roman injured, moves. though, isn't he? He's injured. Who? Nelson. Smith Rowe. Smith Rowe. He's done both shoulders in. Yeah. Don't know how you do both shoulders
2: in unless he was swimming very fast. He's done both shoulders
0: in. Might be doing the butterfly. Well, yeah. I haven't read, I haven't actually read yeah, that. Yeah,
2: definitely, Andrew. Definitely.
0: Well, I, I, yeah, I, I, it was only today I read that article about them three going out on low. However, um, I think there's going to be a lot of rotation, Carol, this year, because there's an amount of, literally every seven days, seven or eight days, we're going to be playing three games. So I think everyone's going to get uh, a go in the team. But um, yeah, I think it's just one of those ones that's been rotated at the moment. That was all. Do you know anything about the Icelandic keeper who we're supposed to be buying? Um Runa Alex Runason. I don't know. Honestly don't know, Carol. I'll have to have a look at that one. I'll have to because do a bit Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's pre-printed and you get one of the Chinese <laughs> ones, I wouldn't, go, I wouldn't go near that one, no. <laughs> uh Matt Macy says he wants to go to play regularly. Yeah, I understand that as well. Um He's, he's, he's another one that's been at the club for quite a long time. Six foot seven, Matt Macy. Um, Carol says, I think the domestic transfer window goes on a bit longer. Carol, that is only for the lower league clubs. Um, the Premier League window slams shut on the 5th of October. But there's two more weeks for the lower leagues to get loans um from the Premier League and elsewhere as well. That, so does that mean you're doesn't, saying doesn't lower leagues?
2: The just lower no, leagues. It, not teams low in the league.
0: No, no, no. Championship so and below. can't
2: buy anymore after October then. Uh,
0: no, unfortunately not, they're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious result today. Oh, amazing. Um and the performance. I saw some
2: of the performance. It's, like, it's like our old manager was there. Honestly, it's like our Absolutely
0: old manager was dreadful. there. I Absolutely dreadful. I hope they... Well, they can't afford to sack him, which is the best part. No, they, they can't they're, stuck, no, no. they're stuck with him. I I think yeah. like it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. Mm. I've only watched the first three of those programs yet. I haven't watched the ones that came out this week. I'm going to catch up on those. I um, haven't watched any of them at the moment. Know. I haven't got
2: Amazon. But uh, we will see.
0: Yeah. Uh, Winston, I think he's very weak at saving close range shots and weak at catching crosses and weak saving long shots. That sounds like he's weak at everything, then, Winston. And he comes off his line off. And who are you talking about there? Is that the Icelandic guy or? Uh, doesn't say. Yeah, who's that, Winston? I don't know which one you're talking about. Matt Macy or. I don't think Matt Macy's that bad. Um. Uh, Oh, that's the goalie. He's already put that. That's the goalie we're linked with, the Icelandic one. That's good. I didn't think Matt Macy was that bad. Um, Yeah, the guy at Brentford, I can't remember his name, but um, he had a really, really good season. And he's actually... I heard someone on the... um, I think it was the BBC Football Daily podcast talking about the Brentford keeper. And... Uh, he's actually a very, believe it or not, very, very close in style to Manuel Neuer, being like a sweeper keeper. That's right, yeah. Uh, and he's had a, an excellent season, but everyone is going back to, unfortunately, in judging him, including me a little bit. I have to admit, on the um, playoff final where he made that massive mistake by being in the far, in the, just in the wrong position, and I think that's <laughs> that's done him a little bit. But that might yeah. be in our benefit because it might have knocked a couple of million off his price. <laughs> Do you know that he's
2: only not, he's only six foot?
0: Yeah, that's the other thing. That's the, but he,
2: I'm, I don't like small goalkeepers. Sorry, no, I'm
0: I'm not that keen either. I'm prejudiced
2: against small, small goalkeepers.
0: I'm 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 the same. I have to admit, a lot of the skills. That it does sound like a quite an exciting player, but it does put me off a little bit, and that's why I'm so gutted about losing uh, Martinez because the way that he commanded that area and caught everything, he's
2: got presence as well. Great presence.
0: Yeah. Just I to mean, go back
2: to the goalkeeper, just to go back to him, about a price twenty million, you're saying when well, we could have we only we would have laughed at that a few months ago and rightly so if Arsenal were in a mess for a goalkeeper and you could have bought Martinez for twenty million, you'd have broken it, snatched her hands off. Twenty is the wrong price, Andrew.
0: <laughs> I'm mate, I'm trying to look on the positive side, uh, because I can't see much, if I'm honest. Yeah. I'm trying to look at it in the way that Within such a short space of time, we have got a decent amount from him, based on how much he's played. But when you look at the price, I mean, look—he he is twice the goalkeeper Kepper is at Chelsea, and that is a completely skewed transfer fee. I know, seventy-two million. Yeah, yeah, you can't—you can't make
2: that's but, not a real price. That's
0: no, real price. no, it's not. But when you do consider things like that, and when you consider that Bournemouth goalkeeper. Went to uh, Sheffield United for eighteen. Again, nowhere near the keeper that Martinez is. Martinez is easily worth in a normal. But this is the problem. Who? What's anyone worth in this market at the moment with the COVID situation? No one in the crowds. Again, no club is actually making any money from crowds. And in a normal market, I would put Martinez down at forty million. Yeah. 30, what, did 35, 40, really?
2: what did he cost the Everton goalkeeper? Andrew, what did he cost? The Everton goalkeeper.
0: Everton. Um
2: Yeah. The one who plays for England.
0: <sighs> he ask. was he 40, Saturday, wasn't he? he? He was a, yeah, he was forty, wasn't he? Honestly, can't remember, mate. Honestly. I think he was about forty.
2: It was like a what like a record for a goalkeeper in this country. And he's one not, not he, he, he's not no so much
0: is he? No,
2: no, yeah. exactly. You know, uh, you know what it's taken us Ten years, if not longer, to find, find a decent goalkeeper and we've let him go. I
0: know. I know. We've had a lot of I rubbish
2: the last fifteen years. Not all the one, some some goalkeepers.
0: The one good thing is we've we've still got Leno who is a quality goalkeeper. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he's right up there with, with I mean that save he made um this first second or third minute Made it look easy, didn't he? Really good save, actually. Quite yeah. underrated, that was. He did he did a very good job. But uh, yeah, we'll have to. We're just going to have to take the the bitter pill, and I agree. just hope to God. I just hope to God we move quickly now and buy one of the, these midfielders that we're after. And uh, but I've got. I can't say anything other than I've got. I can trust Mikel Arteta with anything, you know. That's right. I uh, um and I I would just trust him to be making the right decision. End of end of end of the day. Um. So, Moving on, I have just about um, touched on Yang earlier, didn't I? About signing yeah. the contract. Did you see or hear the um, match of the day comments that that uh, Ian Wright made about him signing the? Yeah, uh, contract? Go, go around his house, isn't or... <laughs> he? Yeah, he's going to <laughs> go and see. He's going to go and see Papa and, and just make him sign it. But I, I what? I this is—it's just, it's just so annoying. It's like the Willian transfer. We all know that Willian signed a contract, uh, and it's 120 grand a week, okay, and that is it. But <laughs> no other club gets it done, like put put it like like us, because um, it's widely reported um, Willian's on what quarter for a million pound a week. Because what they've done is every conceivable, possible, optional, extra that he could get if you win the league, if you win the Champions League, gets bonuses. If he gets so many goals, he gets a bonus. Blah blah blah. Signing on bonus the works. And they added the whole lot up and put packaged that up as what we are paying him. We're not. No. And the same thing the same thing has been reported about Aubameyang as well. Aubameyang, we we've all known by reputable people that he's going to be signing a three year contract at 250 grand a week and he's worth every penny. No, I, cheap, I cannot bear cheap.
2: it. Absolutely cheap
0: to replace a guy like him. Well, it's it's impossible for a club like I don't think there's anyone available for a start. But and, you know, uh, you know, he, as you say, quarter of a million is nothing compared. You know, as you say, what are you going to do? What's the alternative? We ain't got one. We, we wouldn't be able to replace him because if we sold him for what would we get for him now? Nothing because of his contract's yeah, running you'd out get as
2: well. Twenty-five, would you?
0: Thirty. Well, I, I don't know. You possibly push maybe. I mean, in, in, if, if you're lucky, you might get about forty million maximum. But yeah. that's doing really well. But who would you get for for that? No one. Just, no, you just have to replace goals. You have to change the
2: style the way we play as well.
0: It's a joke. It's it's, it's pointless even talking about. So, yeah. excuse me.
2: But, <clears> but, but, but why? But why but, it's taken so long for these for him what? to sign? I reckon he has signed. The club hasn't put it out yet because our carrier pigeon is not well. Once the carrier pigeon gets better, I think you'll hear straight away.
0: I think <laughs> I think it's, it's either that or the smoke signals. It's just not working yeah. properly.
2: Yeah, yeah. But, the fire's gone out.
0: But the other thing, I've seen, again, the same thing, what what happened with William's supposed salary is, is happening with him as well. And we're paying apparently close to 400 grand a week because what they've done again is is added up every single goal bonus, every single thing that we could possibly win and rolled it all up and divided it up by three years. And it just winds me... I mean, I can't go on enough. I, I keep banging on about how, yeah, so, how things are reported in the press about Arsenal. It drives me mad.
2: I don't let it get to me. You know why? Because when we score and we win things, I don't care what they cost. It's no, only when right. poorly that all of a sudden the spotlight is what someone costs. So it doesn't exactly. bother me at all. We're doing great. I don't care what we pay them. I'm happy if Arteta's part of this process of what they should be worth and paid. I'm quite happy to go with that. Let's go with the flow. Don't give a monk, dis. On the pitch. Delightful.
0: I, I, <laughs> I had to laugh. I was listening to another Arsenal podcast and um, and they were saying about the 250 grand a week. But um, I think they mentioned about, I'm uh, probably guessing, but I think they mentioned about 20 grand um, goal bonus for every goal he scores as well and one person on this podcast actually said so if he gets a, a hat-trick every week he's nearly on a Ozil salary that's ridiculous blah <laughs> I said who's going to moan if he gets a hat-trick every bloody week Do you know it's just a joke <laughs> <coughs> so you're yeah. going to worry about you're going to you know worry what, about paying him the goal bonus and getting a hat-trick
2: it's it like, just makes me laugh it's like someone says it's like years ago that like, oh you know, uh, oh my God, I'm paying a million pounds a week tax. I wish I was paying a million pounds a week tax. That means I'm earning... <laughs> exactly. yeah, I mean, it's the same thing, isn't exactly. it? Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> just, it just makes you laugh, honestly. It really does. Um, um But yeah, I, I don't think... Uh, there's been a lot made of the players who didn't start and so on and so forth today. And I think it's purely down to trying to juggle the the squad as best as possible already. Even though it's game one... We've got so much to think about with regards to how many games we're going to be getting through uh, this season. It's so constrained. We've actually got five weeks less than we normally would have because it's got to finish on a certain date because of the Euros uh, starting next summer. So we've got to literally got to plan really meticulously every single game that we're playing uh, moving forward. So. But because the people like moaning that Pepe didn't start and so on, i I don't think it's relevant. I'm really not worried about that at the moment. But one thing I did hear, um when I was listening to the commentary on um uh the the replays of the of the game yesterday, which I I haven't heard and seen. Apparently there was a little bit of a, a fracas or something at the beginning yeah. of the game between Subias. Can you tell, what, what happened there? Can you tell me?
2: I, I didn't see it. I was what, I was doing a watch along yesterday, so I, I wasn't. I was chatting to the lads rather than looking at what was going on just before kickoff. But mm. there was a guy I was with in my, my house, and he, he mentioned it to me. And I thought he meant in training last week the way he said it. But after the game, he said no, it happened before the game. And then, evidently then, what happened was they were having a bit of a kick around. And Ceballos uh, actually went in very hard to win the ball.
0: and the on, game, on, who? Sorry. It. on who? On yeah. who? Who did he go in hard on? Eddie. Oh, oh right.
2: You know, I've know it it's someone in the middle and they round them or something. But, you know, he went in and hit him a bit hard. He took he took a, a, a exception to that. He pushed in, there was a bit of a push back. And then they sat at, as wide as they could a during in the game. But evidently, the manager goes, everything's fine. So, fine
0: carry on to be be honest I like things like that I like that competitive I bet you wouldn't have like you have just said I I, I completely agree I I bet it was all handbags and I bet it was all blown over within no time at all but I like that competitiveness and what I like more than anything is people being angry that they're not playing they haven't been chosen to start well it's quite funny you say that they reckon
2: Stavallios might might have been angry because he wasn't picked
0: yeah well, I hope, he was. Fantastic. I hope he was. I loved it. Well. And when he when he came on, you know, and he just did that, he just showed again straight away how quality that player is. I, I love Ceballos. I really, nutmeg, really the do. The nutmeg it. and the backflip. Ah, oh, beautiful, beautiful.
2: How many, you know, we've signed another Brazilian as well that no one's spoken about. His name is uh, Holding. It's
0: that Brazilian. <laughs> um, That's no quality, mentioned him, no. and, just you see what he you know did what? with the ball? I'm so glad you mentioned that because he has not had any praise at all. And he played really no. well. And That was but brilliant. That right? really. Yes, I did. Thing. I did. That was yeah. amazing. Fant- Fantastic. You know, I like- I'm so glad as well that he's stopping. Because, I I've, I, I mean, you've you watched a lot of my podcasts throughout the last <laughs> season, didn't you? I've, yeah, I've, known, I've always backed the guy. I've always said there's a really good cultured player there and he needs to run the games. And I've been really consistent in that. And he's starting to show now that he is a really good, composed, no nonsense central defender. He is no, no nonsense. Uh, he doesn't mind getting stuck in either. No nonsense no, he, 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 he loves a ruck, you know, he loves going yeah. up against the tough centre forward. He won't back away. No. And yeah. um yeah, that was that was hilarious, that was. I loved seeing that. Like Haldinho, I think we should start calling him. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I'm really glad I forgot to mention that. And I'm really glad you brought that up because he, he's he gone very much uh, unmentioned in, in the game yesterday. But obviously, understandably, I suppose, because of um, the player next to him having his debut, Gabriel, and him doing really well. But I think it overshadowed Holding having a really good game too, uh, if I'm honest. But I think all the players, from what I've seen, had a good game yesterday. And, and moving on to... The weekend where we play against West Ham. I think West Ham are a shambles, honestly. I can't I can't speak. But, I mean, as a club overall, I ain't got nothing against West Ham. I have to be honest. I've got nothing against West Ham. I would never want uh, any uh, David Moyes to go anywhere near Arsenal. But I, I respect David Moyes a bit more than some other people. I think he's a decent manager, you know. But, yeah. At the end of the day, the the, the way that they, that club is managed, they deserve to go down. They they they're just a shambles. And look what happened last week with their own um, captain Mark Noble, who's been with the club for twenty odd years, feeling angry enough to actually go to to social media and and pretty much slag off the club and 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 say it was the, the I, missed the decision I missed that. I missed that, What did he say? Have you not seen I mean... it? Oh. Yeah. They sold this 18-year-old player, his name escapes me, but this player went on loan to West Brom last year, had an excellent season, really, really talented 18-year-old. And um, they've tried to. They've been trying to offload all of their, because they've got hundreds of wingers there, haven't they? They're all over the place. They've got wingers yeah. left, right and centre and behind the sofa everywhere. And they can't shift any of them because it's a similar situation to us. They're overpaying them. They overpaid for the price and they're giving them too much money. No one wants them. And West Brom came back in with a, a, a permanent offer for this 18-year-old and they sold him for 18 million quid. And 18
2: million quid for
0: an 18-year-old? Yeah, yeah. And wow. Bearing in mind, and I'm, don't quote me on the exact figures, but I think he got eight or nine goals and a similar sort of assists last season for West Brom. And he, and he really, really um, impressed. And so, yeah, they sold him and Mark Noble went to Instagram or I think it was Instagram, had a rant saying, I cannot believe this is a disgrace. I cannot believe this has happened. And then half the other, half the squad backed him up, liked it and commented themselves, including Jack Wilshire, including Jack Wilshire as well, backing up Mark Noble. So the whole squad is in turmoil at the moment as well. And, um, I think we could actually have a better result next weekend than we did this weekend, touch wood.
2: They could be in trouble this year, couldn't they, Andrew, really? But I They I, I I need a bit think, of inspiration uh, from somewhere, don't they?
0: I honestly think they're going to go down, and I i would actually really enjoy the fact that they'll go down because of their owners. That Karen Brady, I can't stand that woman. And and Sullivan, they're just... The whole fan base is just—it's uh, probably more angry than the, the the Newcastle fan base because of the way that they left their stadium. They hate—they hate that. Um, I mean, to be fair, I feel a little bit similar with leaving Highbury. However, we have got a great stadium in the Emirates. I can't deny that it's—it is a great stadium, but I do miss the, the Highbury. But their stadium that they've moved to at West—the uh, the London Stadium—is—it's it's a shithole, really, isn't it? It's not a football stadium. No, it, it's, it's, there's, no there's, I went there, I watched no, not an Arsenal no atmosphere game. I went
2: there, watched West Ham play. They played like Bournemouth a couple of years ago. And it well, was there's, a there's, good there's, seat, but it was so far no, away from the actual game. Exactly.
0: There's no atmosphere, is there? And at no. Upton Park, you're right on the pitch virtually. So. Oh that was that
2: was I took my we went to see Fun enough again not Arsenal a good friend of mine, very good friend, my best friend is a West Ham supporter. And he took mm. me and my son years ago. So West Ham played Man City. And my yeah. son had only been to Highbury, or the Emirates. And when the team's come out and they started singing i Forever Blowing Bubbles, the hair at the back of his neck stood up. He, hadn't, he was like, wow. He'd never heard anything like that in his life before. It was amazing. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I, they deserve everything they get, I think, at um, West Ham. And I, I can only see them going down this year. Um, they were lucky last year, if I'm honest. Um, but yeah. So yeah, that's that's the next game, and I wouldn't be surprised personally if we see quite a vastly different team again starting next week. Do you think so? Um, yeah, I think there'll be a lot of rotation again. I, I think Saliba might come back in next next week for a start. I think Gabriel will carry on and um, holding as well. I think it might be holding Saliba and Gabriel next week. Um, I think Pe- Pepe might start maybe as well. Nketiah might replace coming from it. I think it's gonna be a lot like this this this, this uh, season, Melvin.
2: I I think I slightly disagree with you because I think that instead of every game changing, you're changing every two or three games. I think you need a bit of consistency. You look, you know, we've got momentum now. We've had momentum yeah. for quite a while. And to change it completely, I don't think no. you'd do that. You've got, you got, you got to get You you got used to playing
0: with the new people. Four or five, I think. Maybe four changes I, I could see, but I wouldn't change it. wholesale changes, of course. But um, I think Saliba will definitely start to be introduced because I definitely think the one thing that he really wants is to really properly unleash Tierney on, on the left. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. I wouldn't be surprised because if, if he's doing brilliantly Kieran Tierney I mean you could put him anywhere on the pitch and he would do an yeah. incredible job but he's, he's being a little bit wasted playing at the left of a back three um, in my opinion he, he's worth so much more to the team and uh, AMN is doing a great job don't get me wrong but he's nowhere near the uh, as effective as having Kieran Tierney on the left because it's just crossing is fantastic he's the best crosser at the club I yeah, think Kieran brilliant. Tierney on Absolutely the, on the run yeah
2: brilliant
0: yeah. so um he, i wouldn't be surprised he drives
2: forward as well when he drives forward even without his cross,
0: yeah he's yeah. so
2: dangerous i'll so tell dangerous. you
0: what yes in one of the highlights i saw uh, of the game yesterday his pace was incredible recovery pace uh yeah. coming back um didn't quite actually on that uh, at that time stop the um the guy getting his shot off but he had a good ten-yard head start on the on on him the, this uh, Fulham player, and he just caught him up and actually st- overtook him. And the pace was brilliant. Um, I, ca- I just can't wait to see him properly playing the, where he's most comfortable on the left. And I, I think if you've got to be, you know, if you put yourself in Arteta's position, you must be thinking the same as well. If, you're, oh, if yeah. I'm honest, but I've um, got a question for some...
2: you. One question. Yeah. I hate to be negative. It's not really mm-hmm. negative. It's a little bit. Out of all the players that have played in the last six months for Arsenal, hmm. which player hasn't got better under Arteta? I've got one in my head. Um, you might disagree, or you may not.
0: Give me a minute. Don't tell me. Can you see the comments? Have a quick look through the comments while I have a think. Because I right, don't want to
2: know. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. See if there's anything you can answer.
2: There's um, no questions. There's just comments rather than that. I mean, I agree with Stuart Chapman that Pepe needs to up his game. I think he will do. I think he needs to play a little bit more inside rather than hug the touchline. Yesterday, he didn't quite get into it. He Someone's have long got it though, there. Though, Someone's yeah. got it there. Two of them have got it right. Bang on. Mm.
0: Let's have a look. Can you
2: see? See the comments? Two have Nelson. Got it. No.
0: Klasinak. Yes. Pepe. Oh, Klasinac. Well, he's not. it's not possible for Klasinac to improve because he's useless. <laughs> There's room for improvement. Yeah, yeah, done it. What are you talking about? No, he ain't, he's not even born to be a footballer. No, i I, I I do take your point. I'm not. I'm only, I'm, it, I'm only half on. joking. I, but very good. Yeah, the only well one I wouldn't have got that one because. Yeah, no, it's true. I think Nelson. I don't. I don't agree with you there, chappers. I think Nelson is improving, but he's improved. another one which I feel a bit sorry for because, because of the way the position he really needs to play, on the right attacking right he's got too much competition there so i would actually like to see him go on loan and have a good run in a a team ideally in germany if, if possible but a lower half premier league side would be great as well because i see that the kid has got bags of of um of potential and his confidence is coming back his confidence is definitely coming back. That goal he scored against Liverpool, that was not yeah, an terrific. easy goal.
1: No, and, and no.
0: He, and he was ice cold. And the and the penalty he scored in the charity shield, <laughs> uh, you could not be cooler, could you? I, no, was, yeah, was
2: that the one we he
0: was flicking, he's, it up and he's flicking it up before he got to the penalty spot? Yeah, You didn't yeah, keep it up. He's on the way to, the, way to the spot. All right, he, I've got a
2: question cool for you now. On Nelson, I've got a question for you. Do you think he's strong enough to be a wing-back? Like he did get rid of him.
0: I want, do you know, well, you know, I've said, I've suggested this several times. I would love to see him as wing back. Is However, he strong enough? Though? We've got, yeah. You don't need. You think to he is? You, He's no. He's no weaker than Kieran Tierney on the other side. He's not. Kieran Tierney isn't massive, but he's no, got the he's determination. Strong. He's strong. Yeah. He's, strong, he's strong, but I don't think that I don't think that Nelson's going to be any any less strong. I, uh, well, I, I, I don't want to put down right.
2: on Nelson, Andrew, but Tierney has got an enormous heart.
0: Oh yes, heart. Oh, no one has. no one's got a bigger asking. heart than that's him. That's the question
2: I'm asking. Could Nelson actually be that type of player? That
0: <laughs> I would, I would love to see it in the cup games. Uh, I would love. I think that he would be, an, if he could be trained properly in that role. I could see him having a fantastic relationship with Pepe. Over, because Pepe could obviously left-footed playing on the right. Having Nelson next to him, which is with a lot of skill, pace and, and ability, being able to overlap him and actually cross with his right. You'd have yeah. Pepe being able to come in on it to, to his left foot and Nelson coming in off his right foot to cross it in. I think yeah. it could just gel perfectly. But That's another but,
2: reason. Uh, Back on.
0: AMN could also do it if we sold Bellerin.
2: Yeah, but that's another reason we could sell Bellerin. I don't want to sell Bellerin. We can't give everybody. And if we did no, sell Bellerin, no, no. we wouldn't be that sure. We don't need to buy another wing back. We might have somebody there who could actually do the job.
0: I definitely don't think we need to buy if we if we sold Bellerin. I, I no. don't get that at all. I really don't. No. And, I mean, I, I put a, a thread on because I got fed up listening to people moaning about the signing of Cedric as well. And I said, just a cut it all short what i don't get why people have got the got a downer on him because a it was a a free signing we only had to pay a million quid for because it was reported people were saying we had to pay five million pound loan fee it It was a million the point of offering him a four-year contract was that if we because we've got these new rules whereby we're supposed to be looking to sell or re-sign with when they've got two years left, we would have to be doing that next year, already. So stupid. Now, what other international European Cup winning right back would come to us to be to know that he's going to be second choice and sitting on the bench most of the time? Yeah, no, no one else, no one. <laughs> so I just think it's a, a no brainer to have brought him in. He's only on six, sixty five grand a week as well. Sixty-five. grand, It's nothing in this day and age. But you and know he's, he's left-footed like as well. He can play on the left.
2: You know that. You know that he's left. He can use yeah, his left as well. So he's a cover. He's a very tea, good crosser. Yeah. yeah. Oh, terrific
0: crosser. From the right, he's
2: put those crosses in. I mean, that's
0: fantastic. So what? What better backup can you have really for for a free basically? Uh um, yeah. Give or take. People still quit. won't. And people are moaning, and I don't. I just don't get it, and it really annoys me because he's not a bad player at all. He's not going to be a world class player to come and join us as a backup, but he's a very, very good player to have as a backup. Not only that, how many?
2: I know it was a bit of a, a bit of a, you know, once in a lifetime type situation. But how many world class players did Leicester have when they won the league? You don't need world class players to win the league necessarily. You might need one or two, perhaps, but you don't need a whole team of world-class players to win the league.
0: That is a great way to lead on to thoughts about the season because you pretty much summed up in just that one sentence how I feel about this season. Because I've got I've got no doubts whatsoever that. Chelsea are going to do well in spells because of the quality players that they've got. They're going to win some games on their own because of how good they are. But long term, over a a season of 38 games, they are managed by Frank Lampard. And I've got... There's absolutely no comparison between the quality of Frank Lampard and Mikel Arteta. And exactly the same... With Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. They can buy whoever they like. But Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is a, a, a fraction of the coach of Mikel Arteta. And people, as much as they love Mikel Arteta in our fan base, I still think an awful lot of people are underestimating quite how good this guy is. And I think the way that we are playing at the moment, and the way that someone like Elneny, who hasn't played for the club since... June? No, not June. Um, what did they say on the on the? Uh, I think it was April, April twenty nineteen. He hasn't played for Arsenal, and the way that he's just slotted back into that team and performing like he did yesterday, and the charity shield, just shows you just quite, the, just in a small way the quality that Mikel Arteta has got in setting the team up. And I, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not getting carried away saying we're going to win the league this year. But I, I am so confident that we're going to have a really good season because of Mikel Arteta's management and the way that he gets the team playing as one unit. We're not a team of any individuals and that includes Aubameyang. Because Aubameyang on, on occasions is, is is our bloody best defender sometimes as well, the way he works. <laughs> that even Aubameyang is not an individual in this team. We are... A collective working together to 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 help each other out, and and the, I, I'm so excited about that because I think we can bring in any player from our squad at the moment, and they all know exactly what to do, and they all know what to do on the ball and where to be. And I've I've put a couple of um interviews from Kieran Tierney on the on the YouTube channel, and he says it straight away that before the match, Mikel Arteta is telling them what's going to happen. Like George Graham did, like George Graham used to do, he knew what he knew what was going to happen in '89 and at Anfield, and it came true. Mikel Arteta is doing that to the players, and, and Kieran Tierney said that in the interview, and he says this is going to happen to you, and if it does, this is what you need to do. You need to go da-da-da-da-da-da-da. and he says I'm, I was so amazed because everything came true, everything happened, and I knew exactly what to do. So, it, <laughs> with things like that, with that to management, I am so confident this season that we're going to have a really good time and I'm not saying that we're going to do a Leicester but stranger things have happened because Leicester it happened to them and um, yeah I just that's all I'm going to say I'm not going to make outlandish um, predictions but I do think we're going to get top four and I do think we could possibly win the Europa League as well
2: I agree I'm very very optimistic not only for the first time for donkeys years a long time I'm actually looking forward to watching us. Yeah, i actually looking yeah. forward. to. to, to, to I, I, I was sitting there, though we were only one nil up yesterday, we didn't play particularly well when it was nil, and was, to be honest with you, we were full of most of the ball, but we were on control, but we, we weren't doing anything. We hardly got the ball. We just hadn't quite got into gear. But even when we went one nil up after 10 minutes, and normally you think, oh, my God, we're going to get one. No, it was totally relaxed for the rest of the game. Yeah. Because yeah. The, there's been a change. And it's like it works both sides of the coin. You can have the best players in the world or the worst players in the world. If they play for the manager, it's worth so such a lot. If they don't play for the manager, it's not worth such a lot. And it's the same with this Arteta. They're they're all, whatever he's saying, they're looking at every word he says. And they're they're not thinking, perhaps we should know. He says that, all I've got to concentrate now is do what he says, and that's it.
0: I'll tell you what, if if you're, um, I'm... Uh, a a single heterosexual male but if he said run off with me to elope to go to uh, (laughs) go and get married up in scotland i I would quite happily do that because he told me to you know i absolutely i I absolutely love the bloke you know he's just um whatever you say you're just drawn into it aren't you everyone is buying into everything he's saying and it's just I don't know, it's just amazing. I, I think it's incredible the way that he's taken to the job and the way that the club's taken to him and everything is just perfect together. You've got, he got, must got have a vision. Lot of confidence.
2: He must have a lot of confidence in himself, Andrew, because, however, when he saw us play Man City and they walloped us 3-0, could have been 10, just before he joined us. I was they thinking went to myself, easy on us. Because,
0: us. I, I bet you they went easy on us that day. because I bet yeah, Mikel yeah. said, look, look just yeah, ease off you, a bit. yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure I was thinking sitting there, so I went to that game. I'm sitting there thinking, he's not going to join us now. Not that I thought he was the greatest manager coming anyway. I thought, yeah, he'd be okay. He's better than what we got. What we got was rubbish. Mm. But I thought, how can that guy even think about joining us? But he had the confidence. He saw through what people like me and the rest of us didn't see through. He saw that there was something there. To me, there was nothing there amazing we had
0: a bunch of jokers didn't we all wearing clown shoes and running around and and squirting people with their fake little uh, flowers spraying water in their faces it's just it was just a joke and the one thing that was the weirdest thing i've ever seen on a football pitch and i've said it before but I've, i've never seen it before and i don't think we'll ever see it again is when um Lacazette scored that last-minute equaliser against Southampton, and, and the whole the whole ground was quiet, and no yeah. none of the players celebrated. We wanted him sent off. We wanted him sacked, didn't we? Basically. yeah, we wanted him sacked, and then Lacazette scored. <laughs> oh oh looks Got him for another week now. And that is the scored. weirdest thing.
2: Yeah, I It was weird. I agree. <laughs> um, we had one.
0: Uh, Stan, the man, was in the comments a minute ago. I uh, hope he's still there. Hello, Stan. Hope you're well. Hi, Stan. How you doing? Um. Chappers said, Pepe needs to up his game, according to the boss. I, I I thought Pepe was the man of the match in the cup final. I thought he yeah. really, really... But yesterday, he, he,
2: was, to... he only played a little bit yesterday, but he just couldn't get it going yesterday. Well, Some I mean... Game. God, he, only he, for about 15 in minutes, be, Exactly. Come I'm on, not It was just the way it was. That's why it is sometimes.
0: I think he's got... Do you know what? I, I, I've said this before. I, he, he is technically our best player. Mm. He is. He just needs to get that... Uh, the click it just needs to click and it it was starting to do that towards the end of last season and what I said when just after he was signed and I I said he needs to play in the middle he needs to yeah away from that touchline yeah he needs to be an inside forward on the right rather than a winger he should not get chalk on his boots he should be roaming around that sort of the right-hand side of the the penalty box, and and that is the way that he will. That's the way he scored all his goals, and that's the way he frightens a life out of defenders. And um, he is starting to build up a, a good relationship with uh, Aubameyang. And do you know what else? The biggest thing for me, if you watch any of the videos, um the behind-the-scenes videos on the Arsenal.com, he looks. Better. He looks so happy. He's smiling all the time. He's actually getting involved with the jokes, and because I, I was a bit worried that he was a loner, like he was, you know, not really fitting in, but I've been really encouraged by watching those videos on Arsenal.com, and he's he's laughing his head off, and he's getting, you know, it's it's natural. He's not forcing it. You can tell, and he's really um, being becoming part of the 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 squad in a big way, and I think that's really encourage me uh that he's he's settling in finally and i think it could be a big season for him this year um i i would like to see and the, the, when we sign william and i, I said before I, I thought william was going to come in and eventually take over lacazette's role because if you if you've noticed that towards the end of last season lacazette was dropping really deep wasn't he he, he was playing in that number 10 hole if you like and working his socks off doing a really good job I'm not knocking him but it's not his position and i thought that bringing in william he's more of a specialist in that area so he could do what lacazette is doing but to a more technical level and Lacazette and lacazette isn't the best passer of the ball either in at all times he can do but he's not it's not his strength so i thought that bringing in william would l- replace lacazette and then it would allow Abamyang and Pepe to sort of just come in a little bit more to the edge of the penalty box. Um, so we've got a perfect little triangle there of Willian, Abamyang, and Pepe. And I still think that that may be long-term. When we've got the midfield sorted, how we'll sort of uh, play in more of a an 4-3-3. And that, that, I, I think that would really work well. But I think also, if you do it that way, that um, Pepe and Will- Willian could alternate as well. They could sort of swap around quite a lot because they could both play in those positions. And uh, it, I think it would be really difficult for the opposition to work out what to do in that situation, who to mark and what to, who's going to go with who. And I think with, it could be pretty lethal.
2: With, with uh, Pepe, ideally, you want him one-on-one with the last defender four or five times a game. Because he's going to mm-hmm. wreak havoc. They, they'll have to bring him down, and they can't afford to bring him down. Exactly. And they'll have to make a decision. And that's what we want. Out on the wing, he beats the wing, and then someone can come across. Right? Yeah. Beats the it's too someone one-dimensional. Yeah. Mm. You get him inside, and all of a sudden, he's got a bit of space running at the last defender. That's You've got to just keep doing it. It's, it'll bring so many dividends. It'll be fantastic.
0: Yeah, I think so. And I, I think it would offer a different dimension to our play. It would be, because you know we were very, very um, bad at breaking down those teams at the bottom of the league last year. And I think by playing like that, with having that sort of set up, it make it a lot easier to unlock those defences that play a really, really low block. Um, so I think that could work quite well. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if the way that, that is the way we end up working out. Um, but yeah, that's all. I've given my... Very sort of positive thoughts about the coming season, and it's difficult because we don't know yet whether we're going to get anyone else in. But just with the with the squad exactly the way it is, say we don't bring anyone else in now. How do you? I mean, how? What do you think the limit is this season?
2: Uh, I, I think we will still be top four if we don't make another signing. I still think we could do it. I really do. Yeah, won't well, be easy but I think we can do it you get one midfield player in that we're talking about then I think then you know, then the expectations change you know it'll be much easier to be top four and perhaps top three stroke two I'm being very very optimistic here but that's what my heart's telling me and a little bit of my brain as well
0: I, I, I just you cannot ignore the fact that since January the 1st we would have been fourth we would have finished fourth um uh, if the league had started then, uh, Chappers has put we win everything, including the Prem, the Champions League, even though we're not in it. In it, the um, the Nobel Peace Prize. I also predict that Marrows will win the Islington, Islington Fate <laughs> Top Prize for best vegetable. Well, he could actually enter Natch for that as well. The, the best vegetable, and he'd probably win that prize as well. um <laughs> Uh, Stan the man, when I suggested that we bring El back from loan like we did with Cockland, I got torn new <laughs> battery crease. I do remember that. And I, you, he is out, I mean, you cannot deny how well he's played, Stan, can you? He's, he's been a breath of fresh air, if I'm honest. He, and do you know what? He's a lot more mobile than Xhaka uh, is. He, he's not a slouch. He actually he's very quite athletic. Um, Mason You know about Elneny, you,
2: know one of, you know one of the facts about El Nenny? He played the
0: same team as Arteta, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, madness, um, isn't it? Yeah, it is madness. But yeah, he's a, he's been. A, <laughs> do you know? He, he's another player, right? That he's been with us for such a long time. He's never moaned about going on loan. He's always accepted oh, it, yeah. and he's always been a hundred percent professional. And I, it's just one of those players that people think oh, no, El on any shit, you know, blah 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 blah. It just we need to get rid of him. He's he's rubbish. I, he's never really been rubbish. He's always done a good job for us, but I will tell you what. Going on to Gwen right? This is one thing I was wanted to talk about. I initially, when I, when I, when um, uh, Emery got sacked, you no, know, and the lead up to Emery getting sacked, I was really worried about um, Gwen Doozy because I said at the time that he was learning so many bad habits on the pitch. And the longer that went on, the longer that's going to take to get out of his game. Yeah. And I, and when Arteta came in, I was really looking forward to Doozy working under Arteta and actually really learning yeah. the job and learning the craft. And that's why I was so disappointed with everything, the way it's turned out. And I thought it's it's a wasted opportunity. for It's all Doozy's fault, don't get me wrong. He's been... These thought processes, he's, or his agent, has guarded him so poorly. It's unbelievable, but he's got a bad attitude. I would love nothing more for him to apologise to to Arteta and really start bedding into the squad. Because I could see, you can see how how well players can improve working under Arteta tactically and and on the pitch. I would love to see how far he could go as a player under Arteta. I really, really would. I don't know whether it's going to happen. But I I would definitely love to try and you know, see it have a go because he he's got the stature, Bear in mind he's so young he's so he's very tall. If he could beef up a bit, he could be he could be a very very good midfielder, you know.
1: Yeah. But I, I well, just don't talking...
0: know whether I, I don't know whether he can change his attitude. I think that he, I
2: think he possibly can. I don't, if he wants to, he can do. Of course, he can. Really. but I think that. He's, you're right. He's got some bad habits. He held onto the ball too long, and at some oh, stage, he to get tackled. That was his worst. In my opinion, his worst attribute. He did whatever the, the fuck he
0: wanted on the pitch. He did what yeah, he wanted, yeah. and and, yeah. and Emery did. Emery never corrected it. Well, he couldn't understand him. That's why. But <laughs> exactly, um, exactly, yeah.
2: But I think that it's a very big word. If you you, you, you take it down to the basic steel again, the machine put a bit of oil in, do a, do a few of the nuts up and all that and let it go again. I think he can be a very, very good player. But there's a few ifs. If he wants to do it, I think he can do it.
0: it it's all down to whether he... He'd be a very stupid kid if he, if he gave it up because I I don't think he'll ever get a better opportunity of becoming a, an excellent player than work than where he is now. Especially working with Arteta, way.
2: yeah. Exactly.
0: That's what I mean. That's what I mean. And uh, yeah. if, he, yeah. if he throws all that away, he will... He will bitterly regret it uh, Mason Sadler says I love the content Thank you ever so much Mason That's really appreciated uh, If you haven't done so already Please, please, please uh, Give us a subscribe and a like um, Over and over and over again Excuse me <coughs> Do beg your pardon Rich, thanks for watching We're on the up We'll be hard to beat this season We'll achieve anything this season Without the ball We're improved so much I couldn't agree more mate chappers arteta has been focusing hard on his allotment over lockdown I think that's pretty where um maybe ozil has been working down there giving it a bit of a digging over and class snatch maybe um he wants to win everything the man's a born winner that absolutely mate he, he goes into every single competition and I've got stick for this on Twitter right I, I got into a bit of an argument so you've got to have with an elite attitude you, you You've got to go into the Premier League, the Champions League, the Europa League, everything you ever, everything you have with with the um, trying to win it. You're not going to get anywhere if if you don't try and win everything. And um, that he that is his elite attitude, and that's what he's trying to bring to the the whole of uh, the club, not not just the players even. Um, Arteta won't even let his kids beat him at guess who? Nope, I def- definitely agree with that. Can you release a Premier League predictions video? That could be a good video idea. Yeah. I'm more than happy to do that, Mason. Um Stuart Chapman or uh, <laughs> Stanley the Stan the Marion. Last...
2: What's <laughs> that my daughter, Marielle Nenny, even though I don't have one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'd say I, I've said earlier, Stan. I'd marry uh, Arteta quite happily, even though I'm strictly like a heterosexual male. I'll have no 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 worries at all about marrying Arteta. We can do whatever he likes. The last few games before Emery left, I literally thought we might not ever win another game. Carol said, and I, I was we I, we could not see where the next point was coming from. Could we at that point? Literally, it it was. I I said on many a podcast. We're only going one way, and and we were heading towards the bottom three. It was, I just can't. I don't, I never, ever want to feel like that again. I was a bit an Arsenal fan for many, many years, and I've never felt as bad as I did whilst not Emery me. was in charge.
2: I, I remember going to games against Brighton and Southampton and whoever it seems of, of that ilk, and I was before the ball was kicked. I was not confident. And I've never been I in. Hated,
0: like, no, I hated watching. Like never. Was, never, it
1: never.
0: A, it was a chore watching our games, wasn't it?
1: But it was I just I didn't look forward it. to any of them. I
2: listen to myself. I'm sitting there, and I, I, love the Arsenal. I've been following them for a great number of years, and I'm under my breath. I'm, I'm just so angry. I'm saying things that's not really coming out my mouth. It seems I'm so no. tense and having to be so negative. And it was like all was these horrible. negative thoughts coming round me. And really now the people I was sitting with as well, they were no better. But normally well, I just I couldn't channel it. It was ridiculous.
0: Do you know what? I I felt so sorry for my three sons because um because of the way where we live now, they they go to school over in um uh, Kingsbury, which is Tamworth, Staffordshire, but but are not, that's not far away from Birmingham and, and all their class and, well, the school really, they're either split between Birmingham City fans or Aston Villa fans and they're the only Arsenal fans over there and uh, they've always, you know, get teased and blah, blah, blah. I felt so sorry because I literally ran out of any positive comments to sort of keep telling them about you know you can, there's only so much you can say about you know how great we've been in, in history and uh in, in recent history. The way we were playing at the time, I ran out of giving them any kind of you know pep talk about uh being an Arsenal fan. And I genuinely thought at one point because they're quite young, you know, I thought I just don't want I couldn't bear the thought of them leaving uh being an Arsenal fan and going to be a Villa fan just so that they stop their mates at school or whatever but thankfully they've got strong enough personalities not to do that but do you know what I mean I I I ran out of any kind of positivity at that point because I've never been so I don't know just thoroughly depressed about being an Arsenal fan at that point the back end of last year I really wanted us to sack Emery before the Europa League final and just try and get a bit of an uplift because it was only going one way, wasn't it? There was no way... We yeah, no, nothing, nothing there.
2: I mean, he, he got us into a situation where we, we were given Europe, the teams around us gave us Europe, and we threw it away.
0: We had third in our hands, don't forget, didn't we?
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it was there. It was like, just take it. I'll take it in a minute. No, take it now. No, I'll take it. I'll take it next week. It never
0: happened. No, people, people are actually questioning whether we are going to get much higher than... Um, you know, where we finished last season this year, oh, and, on, you know, predicting. On, on. No, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, um, oh. <coughs> podcasts like, um, I think I know totally you're
2: going to Fo-
0: say that. Yeah. Totally football show, uh, the BBC ones, and they're all giving their predictions. I'm not talking about specifically Arsenal related ones. And they're, they're all saying, well, I can, I can see them possibly finishing, finishing sixth, blah, blah. blah. Well, under Emery's first year, uh, how diabolical we were. We, we should have finished third because that was in our hands. At the very least, we should have finished fourth. Last season, I mean, the first half didn't... It doesn't. It shouldn't really count because at arteta it, like, it was still Emery and it was just a joke. Remember that bloody uh, Watford game? I've, I don't think I've ever felt so low. You know, the second half of that Watford game where we drew two all and... Uh, it's just hu- an utter humiliation, you know, that we're well, 30 shots that. in the second half.
2: You say that we were 2 0 up at half time, if you recall. Yeah?
0: yeah, and the second half was... no, but no, no, no. Wait a minute,
2: how did we become 2 0 up? They're all over us first half as well. well oh, yeah, remember the game.
0: yeah. I couldn't believe I mean, it. No.
2: Half time, I'm sitting with, with, with my brother in law who's, who's not an artist, he was a, a Spurs support fan, We're both watching it, yeah. and he goes, I go to him, How are we 2 nil up? He goes, I've got no idea. I know. We weren't even deserving deserve to up. And second half, talk about capitulation. Oh, how many? that must have been yeah. about 40 shots of
0: goal. I, I felt like crying that second half. I just couldn't believe that what I was watching was my arsenal. Well, it wasn't. It well, It wasn't no your arsenal, arsenal, was it? It was no one's
2: arsenal. Oh, it mate, lost, uh,
0: its identity, anyway. <laughs> lost its identity,
2: Andrew. It lost its identity, didn't
0: it, by then? Well, the great thing is, I mean, I remember going on... Um, the Ars brothers podcast and um when I, I, just about whether we were just about to appoint arteta i think at that point anyway and um I, we were talking about the squad and all that and uh, obviously what big gone before and i actually said at the, at the time because they mentioned that um every single player was basically you know we should just stick them all in the bin, and they were uncoachable. That, and they said the the word uncoachable before Gary Neville did. You know, and I went through the point. Of then I said, no team should be playing as bad as it is right now under Emery. And I've got absolutely no doubt if you get a coach in who knows what the hell they're doing and gets them organised, we have still got a decent squad, which we did at the time. And I still stood by that the whole time. It, it, it was just Emery's tactic, well, lack of tactics. I genuinely don't think he had a clue what he was doing. After a while, he'd lost the plot. He literally. You know lost what, the plot. what is
2: quite amazing? One of the games we played at home at the beginning of his uh, time, um, Emery. Uh, I sat right behind, nearly behind where the uh, the manager sits. Right, mm. just a bit to the side of that. About that ten yeah. seats up, a friend of mine's got the second row there, it's a trillick seat. So he invited me along one game and I could not see the pitch. Emery was everywhere. He was going backwards and forwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was like giving it all. But you notice at the end of his tenure, he never got off yeah. his seat.
0: No, stop. That was so but obvious. Even, even when Pepe scored those two free kicks at the last five minutes of that game um, in the Europa League, he didn't even get up off his seat then. He
2: had gone. He had gone completely. And listen, absolutely, I think... We've been very lucky, Arsenal, because look how long it's taken Man United. And I don't think they've quite done it, though some people think they have. have found their successors to Ferguson, right? It's taken them years. It's only taken us 18 months to find a successor to Wenger. And me and you and people like us are very lucky, very lucky, that we've been in a situation where we've seen Graham, Wenger and now Arteta, three great Arsenal managers. Well, one will be great, I'm sure.
0: Well, uh, let me put it this way Man United haven't found their successor to Berger. I don't think they have. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. They are wasting time, to be fair. And I don't want them to get rid of Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, don't get me wrong. But if they had half an ounce of sense, they would have said at the end of last season, Oli. Thanks a lot. You've done a great yeah, job. Get Tino, something like that. What? I, I, why haven't they done that? It's,
2: it's, it's a perfect
0: it's, fit. It doesn't... I mean, they're being sentimental and you cannot afford to be sentimental. But nah. anyway, look I don't want them to get rid of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I want them to give him a lifetime contract and that'd be fine by me because they ain't going nowhere under him. Yeah. Um, uh, the key, to, this is Stan, the key to us having a good season will be consistency and squad depth, must be up for games against the lesser teams. I think you can see that now. I mean, and that, that that's one of the reasons why I think Elneny is a perfect player for us at the moment because of the squad depth and because he can be relied upon. You know, that sort of player is invaluable because what is the point of selling him for, say, five, six, seven, eight million? What is the point of selling him for that? You can't you know get what? anyone for that.
2: You know, sometimes players have different names on their backs to their real names. They should do it for El Nini. They should have I do a job.
0: Yeah, exactly. Really well as well. You know. Yeah, yeah. decent. Very decent, but absolutely no point in selling El Nini no. unless we get like a really, really big offer, which ain't gonna happen. So I think he's an ideal ideal uh, guy to to stick around. Um and do you know what, what I said earlier about the three youngsters being loaned out? It wasn't Nkesia. It was Willock. It was Willock, ASR, and um, Nelson. And I don't think we should sell, um, sorry, loan any of them. Big, exactly because of that point, because of squad depth as well. I think they've all got something to offer. Um, Willock, again, it's got, he's got it. He's got something and I've said this a load of times, so I do apologise for repeating myself to everyone listening to this, but that knack of being in the right place at the right time um, is its almost... Un- that is one thing that is almost uncomfortable. He's just got it in his head. And one day, it will just click, and he will start hitting the net quite regularly. Do you remember how long it took Ramsey to start actually having yeah, a good goal-scoring record? I do. I, I've that, seen it, similarities. It'll it, it will come. It will come, honestly. But, in, but I,
2: for one... I'm losing a little bit of patience with that. I'm sure it will come. I hope it will come. I'm, well, I know he's um, played a lot of games for us now. And I'm not saying he should score two every week, but for example, I, you know, the one he missed against Liverpool in the Charity Shield, for me, no excuses. Sorry, Andrew, no
0: excuses. No, 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 that was a bad miss. But you cannot deny that last year was his was his first full season in the team. Listen, the guy's last got a lot year, of energy.
2: A fantastic amount of energy, and he's direct. Think about,
0: but think about last season being his first full season in the Arsenal team, and just just think Dead that time. for a minute what he's gone through. And he made over forty appearances, but just that season was a unbelievable season from so many reasons. So he, he needs a bit more time. That's all what i would say. And well, Arteta, Arteta does see something in him, and you can tell yeah. that because he brings him on pretty much every game. So it's a wonder.
2: Get, I know they get a lot of money, but it's a wonder a lot of the footballers that played under our under Unai Emery haven't retired, you know, given up the games. So I know I can't do well, this anymore. I think
0: they, I'm not surprised <laughs> if they just hand back all the salary and say, No, you can have it back, mate. I'm going. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> no <worries>. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Um. Let's have a quick look some through some more of these comments. Uh, Winston, the oh, whole he'll, team he'll at he'll the end of Emery's reign looked sick of the sight of Emery. I totally agree that everyone in the stadium or watching on TV was sick of the sight of Emery. Absolutely. Gilberto rates El Neni, apparently. That's interesting carol. I'm not surprised. Uh, El Neni is just the sweetest guy. He is. Character-wise, El Neni is the anti Genduzi. That's a very good point. A very good point. I'd let Elneny look after my rabbits and I don't even have any rabbits. So <laughs> um, people don't rate Elneny because he only cost us five million. That's exactly right, Stan. It's snobbery. Personally, I think that was a bargain. If he's only 70% of our best players, we'll give the whole 70% every time. Can't fault that. I think you're... A, I, to- I totally agree. I think you're doing him down a little bit with regards to his quality. Today, um, sorry, yesterday, I beg your pardon. I genuinely think he had a really good game, really good game. Um, ch- ch- chappers straight away actually backed up my point. That's fair stand, and the, rab- oh, the rabbits will get at least eighty percent. I'd say you know he's a good eighty percent of a quality player. I'd let my daughter marry on an and One you've already mentioned that one, didn't you, Melvin? Um, Great content, guys. Just Lee. Thank you very much, Lee. Make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends. That'd be really nice. And like the, like the video, please. Uh, Chappers. I oh, like rigmarole watching Emery Games. I, 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 rigmarole is quite a polite way of putting it. I used to dread it. The Arsenal Luchador. Hola from Tijuana. Wow. Oh. <laughs> very Nice. Very nice to have someone watching from Thank you ever so much indeed. In my village, we hold Senor El in very high esteem. If he ever came for a visit, we would furnish him with Mucho Virgin Zariva. <laughs> <laughs> Staying Fantastic. <happy> that. <laughs> Fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. um Every team needs to play like Elneny. He's He always gives his best for the team. He doesn't play up or moan when he doesn't play. Exactly right. You've triggered me mentoring the Watford, uh, mentioning the Watford game. I've got PTSD from that evening. Oh, mate, so have I. It haunts me. Um, El his first season, we only needed one point from either Palace or Brighton at home to get fourth. Wenger would definitely have won at least one of those games. I totally, totally agree, Carol. There's no way we would have lost those games. I want to go to... <laughs> Stan, I want to go to Joanna with El, then he sounds like it could be fun. <laughs> um, i do a... Hang on, I want to go. i do a good job, perfect, Melvin. Some of the youngsters look like they're struggling in an empty stadium. Some of them are going to be banging trouble when the crowds are back playing for blood. I think that... Do you know what? I think actually Will... Willock... Plays better with a crowd because do you remember that game he had against um, Liverpool where yes it was a poor game at the back when we let him five he was so good goal, he? what goal. what a goal and he loved every minute of that you can tell he ran to the crowd and um, it really lifted him so so I, I genuinely I think it's a good point because I think some players are benefiting from the, from no crowd I think some players completely the opposite i think they, they're struggling with it because i heard he um ian wright talking about it actually um on the radio and he said there's literally nothing like the lift it gives you when you're in the tunnel when you're walking out and that all the crowd start cheering he said you just feel like a million dollars and i think that some people are struggling without that so it's, it's bound to it's bound to affect some people in different ways some people are going to benefit some people aren't but I, I said this, and I, I'm, I was on um, uh, Rich Guna Rich's uh, over and over and over again podcast. Um, go and subscribe to that if you haven't watched it already. It's a great the uh, new channel, uh, great guy, Rich. And I was on his channel the other day, and I'm actually going to clip, uh, some of the things from there because we had a really good, really interesting discussion, um, about a lot of things on that on that, but mainly uh, surrounding the TV contract as well and and the the integration of the crowds coming in. And I'd love to get your thoughts on this, Melvin, as well, because what I think is if you can't get all the crowd, the crowd in, there's no point. Uh, I just think we either go all or nothing as far as I'm concerned. And I just think it's absolutely pointless having a, a 20% crowd or 25% crowd and i just think you should wait until you can all go in and the other point of that is which i want you to like you to comment on as well is that they think that they're doing us a favor about making all the games during september uh <laughs> they're televising them all and i am just sick to death of sky sick to death of bt sport you can, and I'm going to, as I, like I said, I'm going to click the conversation so I don't have to go through it all again. And I'll, I'll make sure I I'll, I'll post it for you all to see, um, linking it, obviously, to the channel that it came from with Rich. But um, I think it's time to scrap Sky, scrap BT, all that sort of stuff. And for the Premier League to set up their own Netflix-style channel, whereby you can get a, a different tiers of season tickets. You can get one for your own club, where you can watch all the games. One for all your league, whichever league your team is in. And another one where you can watch all of the leagues, whichever, you can watch any match you want at any one time. And I think every single club in the Football League, um, including obviously right down to League Two, maybe even the, the, the conference, whatever, will benefit much, much more. Because I think League Two and League One only get a million quid between them all every year because of TV, right? And I think that there's expats across the entire world who would buy these season tickets, and I think every single club would benefit.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, what do you think, firstly, about whether you think it should be the crowd should just come in gradually or not? Uh, and, yeah, about the, my idea about the, those sort of season ticket type things on a Netflix-style premier league channel
2: I, I think first of all i don't really want to go i will be going to arsenal in the ballot i put my name down for the ballot andrew yeah. i don't want to go yeah. to ten thousand people i'd rather not go but i've done it because i go with my son he wants yeah. to go i'm i you know we have a go we don't with we, you know i don't want to leave be him the only one there right it's,
0: Yeah,
2: it's, it's in go it's nice to go with your son or whatever your friend wherever so yeah, I'm doing it really, if I have my choice, I don't want to go until there's 50,000, 60,000 people there, the crowd are going mad. This is a great time to be an Arsenal supporter. So I'd rather wait and, and get and then to get it right because I think that there's going to be, I think unless the government or the country or whatever is confident that we can all go to football, if we go to football with 5, 10, 15, 20,000 people there, there's going to be problems.
0: Absolutely. There's going to be,
2: one person gets it, all of a sudden... It, uh, that's it, the end of the world's coming because of it, let's not do that let's do it when it's right yeah. um, and that's number one number two about selling tickets what you're talking about to the lower clubs as well, let them do it on television, let them be televised mm-hmm. I agree, I mean as you say expats, but people from different you know, loads of different, don't have to be expats people from other countries as well who are interested in football, this might actually say you know what I'm fed up with Arsenal, Man United, Chelsea Tottenham, blah 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 I want to... I mean, these little clubs, I've read about their history, I want to follow them. Because my okay. grandfather wanted in been born near X amount Absolutely. of years ago.
0: So Absolutely. I think it's a great idea. Great idea, yeah. I think that... And money should be what, going to these clubs. They need I'm, it. I'm, mate, I, I'm... Again, I'm, I won't go through the whole thing again, but I'm worried sick <clears throat> about the football pyramid. I, I love football. I do not want to see... Clubs like I don't know, say for example, Leighton Orient, Shrewsbury Town, we, they've all been going about hundred odd years like we have. And they've all got really loyal fans. It's all like about we clubs
2: have. that we have, not personal personally are you? We're not going around hundred years each, are we? It's the clubs that we've <laughs> <understood. laughs> When you said I we have
0: <laughs> No, no, I I just think that we've all got a duty to try and protect these clubs and if you say for example, and I've I'm, I'm not I've not even thought about figures or anything like that, but just just say for our argument's sake <clears throat> for Arsenal, you pay 200 quid for the or two hundred quid for the season, so you can watch all of the games televised um on your channel. Then you say and, and just think how millions how many millions of fans we've got around the world. Then you say, well, if you up it to 500 quid or 400 quid, you get access to the entire Premier League for that season. You can watch any game you want. And then if you want to pay 600 quid or something like that for the season. I, 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 I don't quote me on these figures. It's just off the top of my head. Yeah, of course. But then you you got access to all of the uh, league, uh, Premier League, Championship, League One and League Two matches as well. I mean, I think if you if that way, all of the clubs will benefit massively, and they'll get more money than they are now. Now, if you think Arsenal, uh, if they charge say three hundred quid for a season ticket, not only would it stop all the illegal streaming as well, because everyone knows that the clubs are desperate for money at the moment, and we are desperate for signings, and they just expect us to get magic the money up from somewhere. But if we would be happy, I'm sure, as a fan base across the world, to support the club because we know we're going to, we, we know that our 300 quid is going to go directly to arsenal and the it's going to keep the club going and i think a lot of people with the, the i mean look people are charitable across the world as well i'm sure that they will probably stick in the extra 100 quid to put to get a um a you know a season to get the covers multi-clubs because they, they, it will help the football pyramid stay alive. They'll st- it'll keep py- um, Port Vale in in business. It'll keep Strewsby Town in business, and Leighton Orient, and all those other clubs.
2: I, I I don't know if it would work that way. It could do, but I I was thinking more on the lines of Port Vale that people who want to watch Port Vale would pay separately just to watch Port
0: Vale. They they can life. no, they they can, but they will have the same they option can. to do what the other stuff.
1: Oh, you know, they would have. Know,
0: right. You know what I mean? So Port Vale can buy a season ticket for say a hundred quid or, or two hundred and fifty quid for the season. Or well, you know, or but it, it maybe work it out to sort of eight quid a game or ten quid a game or something. I think people would actually do that willingly because they know that it's not just going to corporate greed; it's actually going towards keeping these clubs alive, and they are desperate. I mean, Port Vale make probably ninety percent of their income. From selling hot dogs, beer, programmes and merchandise on the on the day. And obviously the tickets for, for the people coming through. They don't yeah, goes, make yeah. hardly anything from TV money. So I just don't want these clubs. I'm a football fan. I'm an Arsenal you know fan what? first, but I'm a football fan as well. And I don't want to see these clubs dying. And they are going to die very, very quickly unless something is done. And I just think that it would be an ideal solution to everything and we wouldn't have to worry about paying blood i mean our players the medical staff all the people that are involved on on the match days even though there's no crowd there have I been mean, putting their um uh, their welfare on the line to finish the season last year right and we got all the, we got the premier league finished in the end and i think we did it really really well but we've still got to pay the sky back some money we still got they still we demanding want to pay sky money back, back. At
2: all. I don't know what well, we they are do. though. Yeah. They,
0: they, we've all got to yeah, pay Sky may, They must
2: have bad lawyers, Andrew. And Free
0: mate, lawyers. we need to get rid of that shit, and we need to just take control over, uh, of it as a Premier League, and and that's the EFL, and come to some arrangement to do this because it, it
2: was a. Definitely... So can you continue on this conversation? There is a, there is an argument made for what you've just said, especially when the, the sky put a gun to their head. If they've actually make them do that, it's disgusting. Give the money back there's an argument for saying if Man United by themselves had their own, they have got their own channel, but were allowed to, the only club to show their own matches, right? Mm. How much money? They'd make an absolute fortune for people around oh. the world. Same as Arsenal, Liverpool, all the top club teams. We would. We would. Team. We'd be but better off. That what happen would. in the future. You, may, you know, it's getting splintered anyway because you've got BT Sport, <laughs> you've got Amazon was getting involved, you've got Sky. All of a sudden... It's getting so splintered, the team, the, the, the fans might go, I can't afford all this. I've got to do exactly subscriptions. If Arsenal came out and go, Right, five or ten or a month, you can watch all Arsenal games, it's so cheap. Exactly. So cheap. And, it, and do you I know really what the other good 30 quid, it's so cheap to watch Arsenal every week.
0: Well, I don't know what the actual overall figures are, but I bet you for all of the subscriptions you have to have. To watch football, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't get much change out of a grand a year if with if you have to pay for BT and Sky for all yeah. the football channels and Amazon now as well. Yeah, if they I'm did it, now. if they did, if they did it themselves, we, it, you would save a fortune and you would get more viewers. Uh, it's, it, and do you know what the other good thing is? If it, if you did get an Arsenal season ticket on this channel that we're talking about you wouldn't have to put up with the fucking Steve McManaman and all that. Yeah, because that. Yeah, you, yeah. you could have your own wow. legends and your own commentators for your games. So it makes sense all around. I mean, if you're a yeah, Port Vale fan, maybe you even get Robbie Williams on there. Well, God forbid. But, but anyway.
2: You know, talking about the small clubs, Andrew, all these small clubs have got some kind of history. Big history as well. Port Vale, I
0: think Danny Matthews came and play for them, didn't he? I think, was it Stanley Matthews? Yeah, I, I, Port I can't remember, but yeah, I, they've all got great history. And they've all yeah. been around for a 100 years. And look at Notts County, for example, the first club ever formed. And you, they've all got fans, not as many, but they've all got fans that are just as passionate about their club as we are about Arsenal. And I just hate the thought of them all going out of business. It's It's very, very sad.
2: It is fair to say, but not County, you mentioned, they've got a tie-up, wasn't it? Juventus copied their shirt, was it?
0: Yeah, Juventus copied their shirt. Yeah,
2: that's yeah. how every club has got a history.
0: Absolutely, mate. They played. They played a game away in Italy, didn't they? And Real Madrid, Real Madrid have got their kit because of Leeds United. Did you know is it that? that? Way
2: round, or is yes, the other it way is.
0: No, no. It's that? Are you it's sure? That way. I'm positive. I'm You're absolutely. Right. Positive. I thought that Don Revy changed leads.
2: They were yellow and blue leads. I thought years ago. I thought Don Revy wanted to emulate leads.
0: Well, I heard the other way you round. Right, so you I, might be I, right. But... If I'm, I'm absolutely, we are not gonna fall ab- out, over it, are we? No, 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 no. I'm <laughs> absolutely very happy to to accept uh, ex- um, that I'm wrong if I'm wrong. But I thought it was the other okay, way I round. But he, but any, the whole point is anyway that these clubs have got a lot of history. All of them. All of them. And it'll be very, very sad. And I think it's literally just just around the corner that these clubs are going to have to going to go under. A lot of them, and it's going to be very, very tough. So I think uh, things need to be done. And what I said to Richard is, I think that you know, podcasts of all uh, across football, you know, should come together. So pod, every club has got podcasts on, out on YouTube. All of them. And if we could all sort of uh, contact and sort of come to some kind of um, agreement together to sort of start promoting this type of thing, it 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 really gets um, momentum very, very quickly. And I think it should be heard, you know, and forced through this type of change because it it just makes so much sense. I, I personally can't see any kind of a downside to it whatsoever. I really can't. Yeah, well, let's hope. Uh, we can only
2: hope. We can only hope
0: exactly so i think we'll just uh wrap it up there then melvin um i really appreciate your time i'm glad that uh i've come back now for this second for the new season and uh we should be doing it regularly again i've got a few good well some i say a few good i'm underselling it there i've got some possible excellent uh high profile guests lined up that um are going to be coming on over the coming weeks as well good. so lovely in. please can i say um i know an awful lot of my of, of the other podcasts out there do you do everyone's head in by saying please like the video please do please subscribe please like the video but uh I, I don't do that very often as you all know but if you can go back and like somebody like some of the videos it bumps my channel right up the uh the rankings and it might help us start getting some uh more and more and more viewers as the weeks go on um and I hope that you will all agree that it's worth watching from Dal Square to Wear channel. So uh, yeah, all help be much, much appreciated. And that includes to the people that are listening back on the audio version of this podcast, which goes on to iTunes and uh, Spotify and all the major uh, platforms. If you can give us a like and a five-star rating, it does the same for them as well. So thank you. I won't go on too much more about that. So once again, thank you to everyone watching. Thank you to Melvin for joining me today. Thanks to Chappers. Thanks. thanks to Stan. Thanks to 95 Winston. Thanks to Pat McGee. Carol. Um, Carol, of course. I um, just want to make sure, sure I don't miss anyone sure. out. The Arsenal sure. Luchador. Um, just Winston. Lee. Everyone. Yeah, I said Winston. The um, Arsenal Luchador. The Arsenal Luchador. Luchador. Yeah. Mar- Mason Sadler. Uh obviously richard as well mason again yeah everyone just thank you everyone for your comments and joining in um please tell your friends as well and we'll see you again next week all the best take care thank you bye very bye. much thanks again andrew all the best bye bye